podcast uh, with me, Sarah Ellis. Stubbornly Optimistic is a podcast where we talk to people about what makes them tick, whether they be business people, thought leaders, or local interesting personalities. The podcast today features a guest, Polly Brennan of AdventurousCoaching.com. Polly and I met when we were doing some work with Forward Assist, which is a charity that looks at the social isolation and other challenges faced by veterans ex-forces personnel in the uk based up in cramlington northeast england uh, so polly and i started chatting and uh, she kindly agreed to come on the podcast because we have a similar take on things i think so have a listen to the conversation between polly and i and uh, yeah, hope you enjoy. Welcome, Polly. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here. No problem. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, I've done a little bit of an introduction already, but um, you're you're a coach. Sure. You're a, a life coach, yeah. and um, you kind of get people motivated and going. Um, and one of the things that's on your your website, we've talked about this, is a quote that I really really love. Um, uh, life is waking up an hour early. To live an hour more. Yeah. So, firstly, where did that quote come from? Where did you find that quote? I love that quote. quote. It's Rebel Thriver, and I absolutely Mm. love. There's some fantastic quotes out there. But it really struck a chord for me because, I guess, my... My strap line for for me and for for my coaching is um all about um being able to have more, be more, and do more. Right. Okay. Um. And and so for me, that's about really getting up and, and getting started and, and winning the day. Winning the day. Yeah. So so how do you personally? Because you're in the business of motivating others. How do you motivate yourself? What mm. gets you out of bed in the morning? That's a great question. I think um. As a coach, I think it's really important to walk your talk, yeah. and I think that is that is um, it's a challenge for us all. And I think um, we're all guilty of giving great advice to other people and perhaps not taking that on board ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's something I constantly work on as part of the human condition. Um, and for me, it's about getting up and winning the day with a workout. So I love um, looking after, for me, self-care and looking after myself and having more energies about working out mm-hmm. and being phys- feeling physically fit. So I start the day with a workout um, and it usually involves the gym and the swimming pool. And mm-hmm. then when I've done that, I feel ready for anything, which okay. is fab. I know you do quite a lot of cycling because mm. there's lots of bits and pieces on, the, on your, your, your website. I've done bits and pieces of cycling, being the professional bike mechanic in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's kind of, that was a, something that made me gravitate yeah. towards you as well. We frames forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something disarming about a bike. You know, yeah. when you come across people out, out, I don't know if you've ever found this, where you, you, just because they happen to have a bike with them, people are non-threatening, yeah. you know, and you start talking about cycling and all, you know, all that kind of stuff. Sort of similar, similar mindsets, I guess. Yeah. So, um, there's, a, there's a line that I use quite a lot from Socrates, which is, I cannot teach them anything, I can only make them think. Yeah. Um, and, and I constantly re- revisit that myself in terms of what I do in the business yeah. world. Um, and is that something that, I mean, you, you're, you're agreeing with me, but is that something mm-hmm. that you kind of feel that like your job is to make people think, Absolutely. make people think about themselves, be Absolutely. more conscious? I think, I think that, um, I think sometimes coaching is really about enabling people to see things from a different perspective mm-hmm. and then being able to choose which perspective fits best. Ah, 
and what story serves yeah. them best. So yeah. that can offer an other angle, but I really love helping people to work out what which uh, story mm-hmm. is going to serve them best. Because you, you told me a, a story of when you started mm. this and you were... Um, you got yourself a coach, Absolutely. I believe. Absolutely. And it was that changing that internal story from the one you were telling yourself back Absolutely. then to yeah. a more productive one. Yeah. yeah. I think that was the biggest change for me was realising that um, we all have um, the power to see our circumstances mm-hmm. in a way that's more helpful. And I think the big discovery for me was that either change the way you see a situation, yeah. change something about the situation or get out of the situation. Yeah. <laughs> but I think for me, coaching was really about changing a story to be a more empowering one. And then, with a greater awareness, mm-hmm. I was able to um, do more right. and work out what I needed and yeah. what I wanted. So it's, it was really, really empowering. You Just it. that shift in thinking yeah. changed everything. It does, doesn't it? I mean, there's, a, there's another one that I, 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 must, I must reference this on every single podcast I do. Um, change... The way you look at things and the things you look at change. Absolutely. I can't even remember where it comes from. So I think it's something to do with Seneca and uh, and Plato and all that stuff. Fabulous. Uh, it's a fab quote though, isn't it? It just it's so true because it's not so much what you think. There's another one that is um, you know, you are you become what you think of. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which my good friend Richard mentioned in another another video. Um, video audio podcast. Um, but for me, it's more you become how you think. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's have a think about your blog. Because mm. you write a blog um, on your website. Yeah. And there's some bits and pieces on there that I've had a look at and, and really kind of wanted to delve into a little bit deeper. Um, can you remember Charlie? Do you remember Charlie? Charlie, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I stole was... that. That's not mine. Isn't it? So, where did that, no. so where did that come from? So I was writing um, a blog about legacies and it came on the back of a very good friend of mine dying. Right. And um, as a reflection of his life, I started to think about who he was, who was he and what approach did he have to life. Mm-hmm. And um, the that blog was really about... Um, thinking about what he left behind and what he how he'd lived life very intentionally. Mm-hmm. And um, I had conversations with a lot of people that he had made a big difference to, to ask them what impact he'd had. Right. And somebody that he'd served with in the forces talked about how they'd learned their Charliet approach to life from him. Right. And I didn't understand what that meant. So he said Charliet, it just means it's an acronym from for climb higher and reach life's inner expectation. So it was made up. Yeah. But he said Charliet. And I think I, I then started thinking does that mean to me? How would I if, I, if you're Charlie in it, if you're if you're climbing higher mm-hmm. and you're reaching higher, um, what would that be like? What would ha- have to happen for me to yeah. have that too? So it was a very reflective thing. Yeah. And I guess if I was coaching someone, I'd be saying, well, what, it, what would that look like for you? Because yeah. it would be something different to each of us. Yeah. And for me, it was about to climb higher. I would be thinking about how to let go of the delusion of perfection because I think that's something that really holds people back from going forward and taking risks is the idea that what if I fail, what if I don't do it right Mm -hmm. and if you just let go of that delusion Mm -hmm. then I think 
perhaps we would all jump in a little bit more easily and take mm-hmm. more risks. Mm-hmm. And I think also thinking about this Charlie approach helped me create a mantra for me that was, if I was to believe that I could go forward fearlessly yeah. and have the confidence to thrive, then perhaps I could have more too and perhaps I could create a legacy for for myself that would be like worth not just leaving behind but actually something that I could actually live right now and experience. Right, okay. This this legacy thing that you've mentioned is 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 quite a common theme because coaching is always bigger than, than us. Um, and it's about what you what you spray out into the world. Yeah. To use Tim Minchin's kind of idea, you know, spray yeah. it. Take what you learn and spray it. Um, and you know, the, aside from the business creation stuff and whatnot, what if if there was a legacy that you could kind of go, what can I leave? Yeah. What do you what do you what would you like oh, that wow, to look like? Wow, that's such a great question because I ask people these questions all the time, and sometimes I don't ask them myself. <laughs> so thanks for that. No, but I love that you've asked me that. <laughs> I know because the coach always needs a coach. It's it's the, it's the way of it. Mm-hmm. Um. So a big value, a very big value on adventure. Um, I have a big value on leading your best life now because um, life is short, temporary and transient. So I really believe uh, in those things. But I also believe that um, we can all have more, be more and do more. And that um, I really want to help people have that because um, because when life is good, good it can be wonderful and I think everybody deserves that mm-hmm. and I think that coaching can be a really fantastic um, and brief and time limited way to enable people to uh, to really just tap into the best version of themselves and be who they want to be yeah so you, I guess the, your legacy is what you give to others if I was to try yes. and put it into a sentence thank you for that yeah I'd say that is is right and it's also um, the idea that um it can actually be, you know, life can be an adventure. And the big question is really, what does adventure mean to you? What would that look like for you? Yeah, because everyone's on their own, isn't it? I've, I've got the, the, the line. Have you, I don't know if you've have you seen uh, Lord of the Rings? I have, Have you seen yeah. Frodo when he's off? Uh, I forget the name of the actor now, but, you know, I'm going on an adventure and he's waving the contract. <laughs> yes, it's that kind of thing. It is. So where did the name, where did, how did you decide on the name Adventure? Adventurous coaching. Yeah, yeah. How did that come about? So, um, I was being, I was having some coaching about creating a business, mm. and I was trying to work out what I could be best do to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And so it felt like it really made sense to think about what my values were. And when I was invited to tell my life story as a as an exercise to to get me thinking about my values, and. As I told my, my life story about different stages of my life and experiences I had, I realised that the word that kept popping up all the time was adventure. Mm. And so I guess I realised that adventure was a theme that had, that had really woven itself through every part of my life, the, the good and the bad, the, the, mm. the highs and the lows, and I realised that that was really important. And for me, leaping into being a business owner having worked for the NHS for 23 years, mm-hmm. felt like a, a career adventure for yeah, me. Yeah. So I just felt like the word adventure really mattered and I decided that through coaching, I could really help people tap into their life's adventure. So Adventures Coaching was born from that and right. three years in, it still really fits. Three years, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, another slightly 
perhaps a slight segue into a different area. Um, reading and continuing process of learning. I mean, you've mentioned obviously your physical fitness and mm-hmm. the, the sort of the gym stuff and whatnot. Um, is there any particular books that you kind of have found really inspiring on this this journey this learning journey in oh, terms of coaching great, and stuff like that great question i'm putting you on the spot a lot no no it's Sorry. okay it's great because i love i love your questions they're really fab so um one one book that really resonated with me was called the one thing and okay. the, the name of the author completely eludes me right now the so thing. the one thing is absolutely fab um it's the idea behind it is that it's completely possible to have what you want as right. long as you remain really, really focused on the one thing the one that thing, you need right. to do. Yeah. Okay. And it's a book that's got a really strong focus on all the little sort of productivity hacks mm-hmm. and the kind of um, traps that we fall into around um, getting what we want and really attending to staying focused on getting what we want. Okay. And as someone who is constantly working on productivity, that that's the one. Yeah. Ah, Gary Keller. Gary Keller. Okay. So I'm constantly working on um, improving and developing myself. So that kind of that approach, that productivity approach to kind of getting to where you want to be really, really fits because it's a work in progress for me. <laughs> it always is, isn't it? It's it about, always it's is. about the journey. I know from my always own is. stuff. I think there's there's a recurring theme with anyone that goes into mentoring, coaching. Yeah. It's always there's, a, there's their own personal journey. Absolutely. At the beginning, and then you go forward. Yeah. The um, the other book I really, really, really love is called Big Magic. Right, you read okay. Big Magic? No, no. By Elizabeth Gilbert. It's just, if, if you Big want a good magic. read, yeah. pick it up. It's rude not to. Big Magic, Elizabeth Gilbert. And it's a really lovely book about... Um, uh, She's an author. She's written yeah. some really big books that have made lots and lots of money for her, Eat, Love, Pray, and various other books. But essentially, this book is about not allowing fear to get in the way on your journey of creativity. Okay. And it's it's just a really, really fabulous book. Right. And And from that comes... Um, she writes a letter to her fears. Wow. And it's really fantastic. Okay. And I wish I had... In front of me to read it out to you, but it's all about a letter to her fears where she describes how she's going on a journey, yeah, and she's got aspirations and expectations and hopes and dreams. And she invites fear, she recognizes that fear's part of her process and that fear has a part to play, but under no circumstances will she allow fear to be in the driving seat. Oh, come along, but Absolutely. not you're not driving. Me and creati- creativity are going on a journey, and I think she finishes it off with, "You can, uh, you can be on the journey." Yeah, shall I read it? Read it? It's it's not the greatest font. I've yeah, just looked it up on my it. phone. But, but basically, she's saying, um, "You can be on the journey, but you're in the back seat. Yeah. You don't even get to play with the radio station control, and dude." You're definitely not in the driving seat. <laughs> You're forbidden to drive. I'm just reading it. Yeah. That's brilliant. So That's lovely. the sort of thing that I would put up on the wall. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's been really poignant for me because, mm. you know, I, I'm on a journey a, a little bit like all of us with mm. my uh, with 
my desire to be a really fantastic coach and really help people build resilience. But also I'm on a, on a, on a creative coaching journey myself regarding, you know, what I'm doing and, and making that a success. So mm-hmm. I have a conversation with fear a lot and it really, really helps me yeah. to deal with the discomfort of um, stretching yourself mm-hmm. and trusting that you're going to grow into that space yeah. and that you haven't to let fear hold you back. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, there's, there's a couple of things that have come to mind with that just in terms of my own stuff is that um, I recently, very, very recently, kind of made a, a conscious mental shift from fear of an outcome to curiosity. Yes, yeah. Simply because if you fear the outcome, then you're never going to, you know, yes. if you fear something going wrong, yeah. you're never yeah. going to risk yes. the reward. Absolutely. Um, and the other thing is from a podcast, a guy called uh, Tim Ferriss, mm-hmm. who I've mentioned yeah. to you a number of times. Sure. Um, he does a little exercise. He's looking into Stoicism a lot. And there's sort of ancient Greek philosophy. Everyone knows what Stoic mm-hmm. is as a character trait, but it comes from Greek philosophy. And um, one of the things he does is an exercise he calls fear setting. Mm-hmm where he just looks at and lists, physically lists in a book, in a journal, you know, the downsides. What happens if I do this? Yeah. You know, as, a, as, a, as a self-employed business owner, what happens if I take a week off because I'm burnt out? What happens if I go on a meeting diet? We were talking about this just before. Yeah. Um, and I think that's great to kind of, to put that out there, that fear thing. You've got to take it with you. You know, not you can't run away from it because it's coming. It's it's yeah. coming with you. Just just you know. When I'm coaching, I call that safety net coaching. Right. And it's a simple thing where you're helping someone consider a goal or a challenge or something they really want, and then rather than rather than sort of be aware that there's fear but not tackle it, what we do is we think about what's the worst thing that could happen. Yes. I really yeah. really look at that in lots of detail. What is the worst thing that could happen? Mm-hmm. And if that were to happen, how might you manage it? What resources have you got mm. that would help you see your way through? Mm. What actions could you take to overcome it? And who could you have around you and your team to help you through? Yeah. And actually, once you really tackle the, the big fear and the worst thing that can happen, you realise that you've got it in the bag. Yeah. And it's a really, really helpful approach yeah. to take. It's kind of, it's that sort of um, creative visualisation in reverse almost, you know, um, I did hear a thing recently where, you know, Michael Jordan, is it? Who was the basketball player? He's never thinking okay. about missing a shot because he's always focused on Absolutely. hitting the shot. And, uh, and this thing you talked about, about curiosity, I think is really important. I think if you can do nothing else with people, help them be curious about what might be possible. If yeah. a question I love to ask is, what would this look like if it was easy? Yes. Yeah. Because it doesn't necessarily mean that it will be easy, but... Because you're starting to think about what it could look like, it, mm-hmm. it opens up your your mind to more possibilities. Yeah, yeah. It's just that, I guess it's basic, breaking things down to basic, Absolutely. manageable chunks, isn't it? And it also gets you to think about what would it look like if this was possible? Because once people start to tell me what it would look like if the thing they wanted was possible, and, and I'll keep asking, and what else? Uh-huh. And what else until there's no more words yeah. and then we'll think about what what have you told me about what it would look like if it was easy is already happening uh-huh. and there's always some things 
that have already started to happen. Mm. So that's when people discover they're already on the process. It's just that <laughs> all they need to do is think about what would be one thing that they could yeah. tackle next rather than the whole thing. Yeah, so breaking it down one step process. at a time, isn't yeah. it? Is that, that, again, it's just my brain does this, and I'm just a litany of quotes today. It's terrible. Um, Come on, keep them going. I love them. <laughs> this one comes them. from The Matrix. Have you seen The Matrix oh, film? That film Morpheus, you know, there's a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. Yeah. And sometimes you find yourself on it. Um, and then there's another one that was from Lao Tzu, I think. How do you stay on the path? Yeah. Don't look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't watch your feet because you'll fall over, you'll yeah. trip over. So I've just... got a bit of a biking analogy for that because, because when I'm, when I'm um, you know, talking to people, particularly I've spent a lot of time talking about um, resilience, yeah. it seems to be a really big feature of what I'm doing with my diff- three different client groups. And what um, we talk about is that going forward how important it is to really really think be looking ahead of you mm-hmm. because actually if you're not looking ahead you can be wob- you can be wobbling and if you're very careful you, you you might end up in the grass verge which isn't the end of the world and from that point of view you can work out how to get back on track mm-hmm. But you have to be also be very careful you don't end up in oncoming traffic. Yes. Yeah. And it's about... You're going to wobble. Absolutely. Wobble to the and left. And wobbles are okay. I think life is full of wobbles, but it's about how you stay strong in the in the face of it. Mm-hmm. And it's also about dealing with potholes yeah. and all those things. And dealing with the dead ends where you, you go down a road and realise it wasn't the right one mm-hmm. and get back on track. So something for me when I'm thinking about metaphors, I always, I always have a biking metaphor. Yeah. And um, and I think that's that's a, that's a lovely one. <laughs> I think I said to you very very early on when we began chatting was, you know, when you when you hit that bottom of that hill, yeah. there's three things: your legs, your lungs, and a decision. You're not getting off. <laughs> that's it. That's all Absolutely. you've got. Absolutely. Yeah. I dedicated a whole blog to biking and, and lessons, life lessons, really that mm. you can learn from one area of life that are just transferable into lots of other areas of life. I think biking has, a, for me, a lot of it does have that. a lot of learning points, yeah. isn't it? So when did you start becoming the cyclist then? Oh, it's been something really... I've been doing since I was about 18 years old. Right. And it was really just a how I got from A to B when I was at college and really poor. Right. Uh, whereas um, now, this, in this stage of my life, it's just something I do because I love it, I'm passionate about it. It gets me, it helps me take time off, um, it helps me spend time with like-minded people mm. and um, it's also a space to really think and create great ideas. And you know, um, uh, somebody asked me recently about my, my cycle of reflection uh, <laughs> and I said literally my cycling, cycling is my cycle of reflection, it's, yeah. where, it's where the great ideas happen. But it's also a place where, you know, as a business owner, I think when you can you know, we talked earlier about how easy it is to be uh, on call and on duty all the time yeah. and about how important it is to, you know, create time off and have space and time for yourself. And I heard myself once once saying, I haven't got time to go on this amazing bike adventure this weekend. I've got a business to run. <laughs> and and the, the, the irony wasn't lost on me that, you know, as a, as a, a coach who supports people to have uh, resilience through adventure that it's really important that I also did the same yeah. and that that time off that you create for yourself is sometimes where the magic happens mm-hmm. uh, where you start to generate great ideas and motivate yourself yeah. and also top up and have that basic self-care so that you can you know continue to thrive mm-hmm. as a person as a coach as a business owner you know mm-hmm. as a as a person yeah. yeah it's 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 quite I, I picked up cycling when I was about 15 oh. and um, it's it's funny how 
the the endurance sport side of things. One of my other guests, Richard, he's a runner. Uh-huh. He's a, a long distance runner and always been an outdoors type. And I wonder, it's just that that physical fitness and, and endurance side of stuff crops up a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, it's just it's just intriguing. But you know what's really intriguing as well is, is um, I, I talk a lot about mental toughness and I'm doing a lot of work with people on mental toughness, which is an approach to looking at resilience. And when they were developing the model of mental toughness, one of the things um, as it evolved was that they discovered that people who were um, mentally tough uh, were being researched in, I think, in, in, away in the outback in Australia. And people who were doing extreme physical endurance activities had an increased uh, confidence in their ability, regardless of their competence. Right. So there's something really interesting there about physical endurance and it's the role it has mm. in helping people have confidence Finding, and self-belief. I'm, I'm going to... My, my take on that, just from my own experience, I guess, is like you, you, you go out, you find a limit... And then you go past it, you know. Yeah. If you if you set yourself, you you're quite comfortable. You've probably done this. You're quite comfortable. You can do a thirty mile bike mm. ride, let's say, and one day you decide, do you know what? I'm going to do forty five. Or you just decide on the way home at mile twenty nine. What happens if I go this way? Sure. And you can push that limit. And once you've done it, you know the limit then is further away. Yeah. So it's that you, you completely completely agree with that. Brilliant, Absolutely. brilliant. Um, you mentioned your three main client groups. So sure. what what main client groups that are, are you currently working with? So at the moment, um, the people that I'm helping most are veterans yep. who perhaps um, the transition um, into mainstream life has been challenging. And so there's a great space there to help people to really think about, about I suppose it's a three-prong approach, about being mm-hmm. so who who are you now in this life you have now and and what values and rules do you have and, and what do you stand for and um something about belonging so who's who's your team now where do you mm-hmm. fit in the world and where do you belong and mm-hmm. who do you want to connect with and then becoming which is the sort of aspirational part which is you know your goal what goals do you want to set and where do you want to go next mm-hmm. so that's one one client group I really absolutely love working with learning lots all the time from amazing <laughs> inspirational and amazing people mm-hmm. and the other um, group of people I'm really helping at the moment are what I'd call tr- inverted commas trainee adults so young adults between the ages of 16 and 25 right who are is a, a niche of people who've been finding me actually okay. um, and it's um, it's parent, there's parents out there who are perhaps recognising that their kids have um, found that transition into adulthood challenging. You know, mm-hmm. perhaps they have limited life experience, but they're dealing with grown up um, everyday life challenges. Perhaps, perhaps it's about their confidence, mm-hmm. um, their ability to be resilient, resilient in dealing with uh, the world, or or perhaps they took a career decision around maybe university or something in particular and it's just not worked out right. and in the face of that we've got space and opportunity to help people really think about what they want and um, and being ready for that in a strong position and ready to go out yeah. and the third group of people um, is mostly businesses but it's organisations who are forward thinking mm-hmm. and who want to really l- address well-being and resilience in the workplace right. uh, so that their staff can be productive and, and healthy and so they can achieve more together. 
and um, I've been sort of taking the mental toughness model into workplaces and supporting, you know, people in the coal face yeah. who are there doing hard work and grafting to mm. to to have more and a, a greater ability to 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 be resilient in in their role. Mm. But actually, I believe that in order for for transformational change to be possible, it's really about how how do we take that to to leaders and how do we create that culture yeah. uh, in the workplace so that it's actually been delegated down from the top. Yeah, because that, that was where we first sort of got a, the businessy side of chats going because that's that's where I come in Absolutely. in terms of the trying to hit the influencers. That's that's the Which main is fantastic. Thing. Well, in theory, let's keep fingers at crossed. it. Fingers crossed. Let's we'll make we'll make change happen. Absolutely. <laughs> but you're possibilitarian. That's Absolutely. A good one, or delusional optimism. I think we talked about it together. <laughs> Absolutely. It, let's keep it, at this. <laughs> it's just that steadfast refusal to 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 accept permanent failure. Yes. You know. I like um, that. Fail big, fail better. And then, <laughs> fail and then forward. Yeah. Fail forward. We'll learn and that. grow yeah. as we go. Yeah. Oh, that, I'm going to nick that one. I'm going <laughs> to so I'm going to so nick that one. Um, well, I, th- I, th- I think what we'll do is if um, we wrap it up now. Yeah. Thank you very much once again Absolutely. for coming on. Um, and where, if people are looking for you online, where can they find you? Great question. So um, I'm on all the typical social media platforms. I have a adventures coaching Facebook page. Yep. Um, on Twitter, I'm. Um, at Polly underscore Brennan I'm on LinkedIn Polly Brennan Adventures Coaching I've got a YouTube channel called Adventures Coaching um, Coaching with Polly and I have a website www.adventurescoaching.com and if anybody's interested in just communicating with me um, you can email me on polly at adventurescoaching.com because uh, you me. do you mentioned the emails and you do a weekly email I do I have a little newsletter I call it a weekly challenge and it's usually a theme that's around helping people to think about having more being more doing more yep. so it can be everything from um, um, write a letter to your future self through to get outdoors and have more fun through mm. to nurture you know having a team just a wide range of, of themes around life yeah. stuff that gets people it's designed to get get us all thinking yeah brilliant yeah, okay. thank you for mentioning that well I'm definitely subscribed to your emails and I'll thank be you. I'll be uh, Looking forward to getting them. When do they come through? Is it every... So it's, uh, it's every Wednesday, usually Wednesday. a Wednesday. Right. And it's about 11.45. And I kind of see that as the hump in, in the hill of the week. Right. Where okay. we're almost through, halfway through the week, but we just need a little bit of something yeah. to push us through yeah. towards the end of the week and yeah. get us thinking more. So, yeah. Brilliant. Well, I'll look forward to that because it's you. now, what is it? It's Monday. Absolutely. So two days away from the next one. Watch out for the next one. Would you come back and chat to us again? I would love to come and talk again. Absolutely. Brilliant. 100%. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me here today. No problem. My problem. Well, that's all for now. Um, stay tuned to Stubbornly Optimistic and remember, if you change the way you look at things, what happens, Polly? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. If you change the way you look at things, things you look at change. Boom. All right, bye for now, guys.